Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we have the former number one B2B sales, Fortune 1000 rep turned CEO, Mary Grothy. Mary, welcome to the program. Happy to be here. Thank you. You are on the web at salesbq.com and, of course, marygrothy.com. And that's Mary, M-A-R-Y, Grothy is G-R-O-T-H-E.com. So, Mary, um, I would imagine we're going to be talking about B2B sales, something that I, I actually I really love because that's like, you know, particularly over the past um, few years um, has been just the subject that I've obsessed on more than anything about like what's working today. So who do you normally work with? Well, it's interesting. We started SalesBQ three years ago and we were silo focused on rebuilding sales departments. I had a heart for that CEO in between one to three million that was doing their making that first hiring decision for a salesperson. And it was a fun start to our company, but we've evolved. What we found is that solving revenue problems can't be done by sales training alone, bringing in a sales process methodology. It's one part. We evolved and realized that if we want revenue growth and and true scale for our clients, we needed to have a say in marketing through sales and customer success and the underlying technology and operational workflow for a customer being revenue operations. So now we serve a CEO who's typically between five to 20 million in revenue and they're stuck. They've plateaued. The team that got them to where they are today may not necessarily be the team taking them to the next level of scale or even the processes or technology or the methodologies. How many companies grow based on referrals and word of mouth and relationships and if they're not backfilling that with building an inbound marketing funnel and brand awareness presence and other methods for attracting new customers, they're going to be challenged. Our team will come in. That's the CEO we're looking for is the one who's just stuck. They've tried, they've spent money, they've lost money, and they are ready for the revenue challenges to be solved once and for all. And they're ready to go to that next stage of scale, whether it's five Mm. to 10, 10 to 15, 15 to 20. That's our team. That's who we're looking for. Yeah. So right now, so like they might be selling, what would be an example of a product that they might be selling? Most of our clients, 50% of our clients are in technology. So tech SaaS, mm-hmm. subscription-based, 25% are in manufacturing, and the other 25% are in professional services. Now, this this type of company might be selling that standard freemium converted into a low monthly subscription with three different tiers and options, a custom enterprise package. Mm-hmm. They may have marketing and a BDR, SDR team, and then account executives. That could be the construct. They could be old school, super traditional, still trying to hire the sales unicorn, the Mm -hmm. one that does everything manually, and they don't even have a marketing department, and these salespeople build their lead list all on their own and do all prospecting and selling and pitching and closing. That could be somebody, but really they're selling. It could be a multitude of things. could be a product, could be a technology, it could be a service. 
Yeah. Um, what do you see in terms of like most people that you have an initial conversation, or maybe you just see this in the industry as a whole, like, what do you see a lot of people doing? You're like, people stop doing this. It doesn't work. Or maybe it worked. It used to work and it no longer works. And maybe it's something that you'd like to rid the world of for most, uh, most businesses. The number one redirect, the mental redirect that we have to do with our CEOs is getting them out of the mindset that a salesperson can do everything. Mm-hmm. It's such an old school way of thinking. And you, you said it, I'm a former number one B2B mid-market sales rep. I started selling in 2008 and we didn't have marketing, even though it was a fortune 1000 company. I sold in the mid-market. The company I sold for was known for small business. There was nothing to support me in my mid-market mission. We didn't have any automation. Every email I sent was manual. We did have a really clunky, awful CRM, <laughs> and yeah. we didn't have any way to feed our database with leads or qualified information. We had to find it through networking, through the phone book, through yeah. yellow pages, and we built our own lead list. A lot of executives may have been in other type of management or leadership roles at that time. They've moved up the ranks. Here we are 12 years later and they're stuck thinking now they're going to go build a sales team of the salesperson of yesteryear that they've known, but the salesperson of yesteryear and sales departments of yesteryear don't exist anymore. Yeah. If you're setting your company up for true scale, or if you want to stick on the growth, growth and scale are different, but if you're setting it for true scale, you have to build a revenue engine. And a lot of these CEOs, the biggest mistake they make is they just want to hire one part and that's the salesperson. They put too much expectation and pressure on them to do everything. And that's not realistic. And so that's the number one thing that we help redirect is to say, that's not how you're going to get to the next point of scale. So they just hope to bring someone and say, okay, go get us some customers. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Here's your laptop. Go sell. (laughs) <laughs> and then there's no training. There's yeah. no playbook. They want to train through osmosis. They say, mm. why don't you and I just run a couple of meetings together? And then after, you know, three or four, you'll know, and then you yeah. can sell on your own. Yeah. Jeez, why doesn't this person win? Yeah. All right. So, you know, and again, kind of breaking it down into like maybe simple language. And again, I, you know, I know that there's going to be some variation, but what would be the steps if a CEO is like, look, you know, we've been doing our own sales by, by hook or crook. Like some, for some reason we've succeeded so far, but we're, we're not nearly where we believe we should be. Um, so what would be a great way to start addressing that problem? Or like if they want to build a proper sales team, like, and, and the, the supportive sales systems to empower them with they need. And, you know, again, the right tools to generate those, you know, if it's the research or the lead gen or the marketing or whatever, to where, you know, like how, where do we start? Mm. This is a very simple to follow math equation. The big problem that CEOs make is they hire expensive salespeople and expect them to do it all, which we just spoke about. If you're paying a sixty-five dollars or $75,000 base salary, 70% of that salesperson's time is spent or allocated towards prospecting that they don't really do or don't do well, they don't get enough at-bats, they don't have enough opportunities, then the CEO makes investment in sales training and other sales tools. But the problem is you can't close what you don't have in your pipeline. That's the problem you have to solve first. Yeah. 
is getting enough opportunities in the pipeline. Right. Something happened in 2020, a little virus, a little pandemic, a little shutdown. People now, the buyer in the B2B world is now working from home. They're taking care of kids. They could be taking care of other family members. They could have stress and strains that you're not aware of. They may have a work phone that's being forwarded to their cell phone that they're not taking outside calls from their work. They have Zoom gloom. They're on meetings all day long. Their day looks different. Traditional outbound sales methods aren't as successful right now. They could rebound, they could shift. Mm -hmm. Where we've seen success and what I encourage the listeners to do if you're trying to grow or scale sales is you have to solve the first problem, which is more funnel, more, more leads, more qualified opportunities. I would take that mathematical equation of investment rather than hiring another salesperson or continuing to ask your sales team with those base salaries to spend 70% of their time. I would allocate a portion of that budget and put it into building an inbound marketing funnel because today's buyer, they still have needs. They still have problems. They still have challenges, but they're not easily accessible and available to be engaging with salespeople like they used to 10 months ago. Therefore, they are finding solutions to their problem online. They are researching for answers. If your company can create an inbound marketing funnel where you are educating and providing answers to the buyer, what here's what you accomplish. Mm-hmm. You intersect with them when the buyer is in awareness stage. Mm-hmm. When they're in awareness stage, they know that they have a problem or a challenge they'd like to fix. They just don't necessarily know how. They're searching to try to find the answer themselves. If your brand can have a content strategy, a paid media strategy, a social influence strategy, a podcast, a something where you are educating the market and you're making it known that you solve that problem they have, there will be an emotional connection to your brand. And it will be like a magnet pulling them in. And when they start to experience your brand, if you have built it in a way that's in their language, not your products and services and accolades, but in their language with narrative, talking about how you solve their problems and make their lives better, now they are inclined to say, I want to learn more. And that's how you get your salespeople having more qualified sales conversations. We made this shift. We actually took spend from our clients that was being allocated for going up in headcount on BDRs and SDRs, which are your sales development reps and business development reps that Mm -hmm. traditionally do outbound prospecting. We did not have them increase the size of their team or backfill any turnover. We had them take that investment and double down or triple investment into inbound marketing and the results have been through the roof. Hmm. So in terms of um, creating awareness. What are, what are some of your favorite methods? And again, I know that could be different based on who they are and who they're trying to reach out to. Um, but are there any tried and true um, methods that you like right now or you think is pretty, uh, is pretty effective? We're very heavy on content strategy. And the reason is people want to digest that information when they can. Again, the buyer may have the most awkward schedule right now. They might get an hour of work in between 5 and 6 a.m. before kids wake up. And then they're getting kids situated. And then when kids start their school at home, now all of a sudden they can allocate two more hours. But then they have to do, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And then they're working at night. And so if you can produce a content strategy that will set 
you up to educate your buyer, pull them into emotionally connecting to the brand, create a series of content that nurtures that relationship and keeps them engaged with you. That means they can digest that content when they have availability to digest it. What I like about content, it's not just written. It's what you and I are doing here. It's podcasts, it's webinars. It can be audio only, video. It can be a recorded course. It can be written content. It could be a multitude Mm -hmm. of items. It could be a white paper. It could be ebook. It could be a download. It could be so many different aspects to a content strategy. But that is what I recommend first. Then after you build that, you have what's called amplification. And that's where you can leverage email campaigns, email automation, as well as your social media influence, Mm -hmm. developing your social channels, and being able to amplify, not just posting that blog link, like, hey, we wrote a new blog. Yeah. Great. Here comes comes the dollars. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to read that. You have to write a post that emotionally connects and tells a bit of a story and then realize, oh, there's a blog here that expands this thought. But to your point, every client, every company is different. Every buyer is different. And it is the company's responsibility to understand who their buyer is, where that buyer spends their time, what channels, and how they like to digest information. Yeah. And you have to select the channels and mediums that align with your target buyer. Yeah. I, and I think it's important to point out the information, it, it's it's not a it's it's not a sales pitch, right? It's oh. like it is <laughs> describe what you mean by content. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One of our clients. Which, unfortunately, in- <laughs> most marketers, it's just that they take the spam approach and they go right for the jugular and like, mm-hmm. you know, let me show you how blah, 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 blah. And it's, ah, uh, you know, so your, your persona, your, your potential buyer is just like, back off, man. I don't want to be sold to. Nobody wants to be sold to. Right. One of our clients is in the payroll and HR services industry which is actually my background. So I'm crazy about them. (laughs) And COVID has been wreaking havoc on employers with new labor laws, with sick leave, with new precautions in the workplace, with remote engagement, uh, completely remote onboarding of employees and training and so many challenges. From an HR standpoint, an HR manager or director or VP of HR, anyone in that that function or that line within a company is experiencing a landscape that not only have they not experienced before, but none of their peers have experienced. They are searching for information and they're searching for an ally. They are looking for help. They do not want to make a mistake. So many new labor laws and they're different by each state. So if you're a multi-state employer, meaning you have employees in multiple states, there's Dozens of different laws you have to follow. Your payroll and HR technology may not keep up with all the new paid sick leave laws and ability to accrue that time, pay out that time, track people's absences, etc. You may not have technology that creates a communication portal for now this new remote workforce. Have you adapted your handbook and policies? And so our client created a COVID newsroom that was built specific for HR and all of their HR partners from existing clients and those that they would hope to be doing business with someday are being attracted to this newsroom through a series of content that is hitting the most pressing items. What do I do if I have an employee show up 
who's exhibiting symptoms? What do I do for an employee who's caring for a family member with COVID? What do I do with fill in the blank? And so we took a survey from their buyer, the HR buyer. What are your biggest fears? What are your biggest challenges? What do you need help with? And then we have blog articles and webinars that coincide with each other, downloads, templates, checklists. And I will tell you, they they sell a payroll and HR technology but they're not selling the technology. They're selling a relationship to where the HR person says, you have my best interests in mind. You get me. You can solve a problem that I have. Oh, and by the way, I'd like to use your technology. But the relationship was earned first. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's like, I feel like, you know, if two people like each other and you've done your homework ahead of time, like they have the ability and desire to pay. Like oh, if yeah. for something like we could really do something good for them, but just like keep and like really double down on the relationship first. And if the emotional reason for buying now is there and they like you, like two people who like each other, they are going to find ways of, you know, of, of taking the relationship to the next level. It's kind of like dating, right? So um, it, but it's, it's the same thing. It's like, so, I, you know, I, when, when, when we work with our clients, I, you know, their temptation is to, sell. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, you'll, you will do that when it feels painfully obvious, but you probably shouldn't do so beforehand. Um, Always put the relationship first, kind of my philosophy on that. Yes. Well, yeah, because that's the trust equation in sales. Mm -hmm. Anybody, regardless if you're the executive CEO who is selling or you're a business development professional, when you are wearing your sales hat, you have what is called perceived self-interest. And your prospect can smell it on you. (laughs) Yeah. And they know that there's this perceived with salespeople, this perception. And the only way to lower that perceived self-interest is by increasing your credibility and your business intelligence and your ability to connect and understand their day in the life. And when your credibility, your business intelligence, and the knowledge comes into play, the trust starts growing. Mm the emotional connection starts growing because there's now a belief that their life will be better because you're in it versus before. And like you said, there's always an ability to make an investment. Price is only an issue in an absence of value. And if you are value first and build the relationship first and master the trust equation first and you align with the buyer, you make the sale. And it never felt like anybody sold anything or you made the sale. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite questions is people ask me for closing advice. Uh, I don't really know like how to close because most people ask me when they get started and how they get started. And there are so few times in my 12 years of selling that I've ever had to close anyone or use a close. No, they ask me. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Yes. Well, that's, that's real. And now at the same time though, gosh, oh, I'm running out of time. I have no more time. Okay. I got more stuff I got to ask you, but Mary Grothy, we're going to have to do this again sometime soon. Um, your website again, marygrothy.com. And then of course, salesbq.com. Um, who, who would be someone that should absolutely get in touch and what would they do? Oh man, I want the CEOs listening going, Mary, help us get to the next level. We've tried several things over and over again. We've spent tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. We cannot get to the next scale. Our team can help you. We will 2X, 3X your MRR within six to nine months of working together. We can make it happen. That's who I want to meet with. Awesome. 
All right, Mary Grothy again, website salesbq.com and marygrothy.com. Thank you, Mary, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're gonna promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.